Donald Trump tells his supporters in New Hampshire not to vote. He says Viktor Orban is the most powerful leader of Turkey. He meant Hungary. He acted out a fantasy Donald Trump did on stage of physically assaulting President Biden. And Donald Trump was surprised that the U.S., when spelled out, looks like the word us. On stage, he said, did anybody ever realize that before? And Trump was only getting started with that. Also, Donald Trump stepped outside to find people chanting, lock him up. Indeed. Midas Touch, meanwhile, busted Donald Trump in a violation of the gag order on Friday imposed on him by Judge Ngoron in the New York civil fraud trial. Trump was ordered to remove a post threatening the judge's law clerk back on October 3rd when Donald Trump spent two and a half days during the first week in trial in attendance. Trump did remove the offending post on his social media platform, but he didn't remove the threatening post from his campaign website, which remained up for 17 days. Midas Touch busted him. In fact, MidasTouch.com editor-in-chief Ron Filipkowski found it, wrote an exclusive story on Trump's violation, and Trump was held in violation of the gag order by Judge Ngoron. Trump was sanctioned, and Trump was told that the next violation would be met with immediate imprisonment. Special thanks to everyone who supported our editorial team through our Patreon at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. I think you can see the results right there of supporting independent journalism. Also, more information is coming to light about an incident involving Donald Trump sharing American nuclear submarine secrets with an Australian billionaire pal of his named Anthony Pratt, who Donald Trump is now saying barely knew him. Red-haired weirdo is what Donald Trump's calling him on social media. The fact that Trump has already resorted to name-calling Pratt, calling him a red-haired weirdo, who is a witness to special counsel Jack Smith's prosecution involving Donald Trump's theft of national defense information, should actually tell you that, if anything, what Donald Trump told Pratt is far worse than is even being reported right now. Also, Australia's 60 Minutes obtained secret audio recordings of Anthony Pratt, where Pratt brags about his transactional relationship with Donald Trump and what a strategic investment it was for him as a foreign national to heap money on Trump and in places like Mar-a-Lago and praise Donald Trump, who Pratt likens to to the mafia in these secret audio recordings. Donald Trump is not only distancing himself from Anthony Pratt, who he calls a red-haired weirdo, but Trump is also distancing himself from Sidney Powell, who he claims was not his lawyer, despite Donald Trump posting on social media in 2020 that she was his lawyer. 
despite Donald Trump's other lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, saying that she was a senior lawyer for Donald Trump personally and for Trump's campaign legal team during a press conference on November 19th, 2020, and despite Sidney Powell holding herself out in all of her interviews as Trump's lawyer. After Sidney Powell and Ken Chesbrough pled guilty in the Georgia criminal RICO case last week, Donald Trump's response has been, Sidney who? You say cheeseburger? Cheeseburger who? (laughs) Back in the realm of serious discourse and adult behavior, President Biden spent the past few days engaged in the highest stakes diplomacy, leading to the release of American hostages by Hamas, leading and uniting an international coalition of democracies around the world to protect against terrorism and isolate authoritarians who wish us harm, and delivering critical humanitarian aid. Compare that to Donald Trump's behavior today that I mentioned earlier, where Donald Trump also said that Kim Jong-un told him that Biden is not a good person and other mean things that Kim Jong-un said about Biden. That's what Donald Trump said. Finally, let's get an update on the chaos going on in the MAGA Republican Party in the House of Representatives where... Rather than make a deal with Democrats in the interest of all Americans, no, why would they do that? The MAGA Republican candidates for Speaker of the House each spent the weekend dialing Donald Trump and telling him how much they love him and that they are his biggest fan and they like him better than the other person running for Speaker of the House. Folks, the GOP is dead. It's broken. It's done. It is now MAGA. That's it. It's a wrap. And this is the Midas Touch podcast, and we send our very best here on the Midas Touch network, our podcast, and from all of our contributors to one of our contributors, Michael Cohen, who is preparing to testify in the New York Attorney General's civil fraud trial on Tuesday. Michael Cohen, we wish you all the best. Courageous indeed, Michael Cohen. Unlike Donald Trump, who ran away and dismissed a case that Donald Trump filed against Cohen when Cohen noticed Trump's deposition, Michael Cohen showing up. That is right, Ben. And Jordy once again on break. I think Jordy will finally be back on Thursday. Everybody misses Jordy. Miss- Jordy goes on very long vacations, but we love him, so we allow it. It's it's, it's all good. Don't worry about it. No, we all miss Jordy. Uh, shout out to Michael Cohen. If you're listening to this on Tuesday on our audio podcast, the Midas Touch podcast, and by the way, I want everybody who is watching this right now on YouTube to go and make sure that you are subscribed to the Midas Touch podcast on YouTube, on audio. And for that matter, If you look at the description of this podcast episode, you will see all of the podcasts on the Midas Touch Network. Go through one by one, see which ones you like, subscribe, add them to Apple or Spotify or Pocket Casts or whatever you use. Run recommendation to you and a programming note for folks that are listening to this on Tuesday and for folks that aren't listening to this on Tuesday. But Tuesday, after Michael Cohen gives his testimony, that is when we are going to do political beatdown. And so we will have the exclusive scoop from what happened in the courtroom directly from Michael Cohen. You will hear it right here on the Midas Touch Network YouTube channel first. So be sure to check in for the exact timing on that on Tuesday. Ben, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get, I'm, I'm detecting a pattern here 
with Trump. And it's a pattern that we've seen now for years and years and years. Anthony Pratt. Who? Red-haired weirdo. Who? Just some red-haired weirdo. I don't, I don't, I don't, some red-haired weirdo. I don't know who that is. Sidney Powell who? Should, should, should my lawyer? Did, uh, did did something I say make you think that she was my la- I don't know how that could have gotten confused. I don't know, Sidney Powell. She was never mine. She was just kind of on her own. And you know what? It almost makes it worse, right? It almost makes it worse if Donald Trump is legitimately trying to say to people like, you know what? I didn't even know this Anthony Pratt guy who's a member at Mar-a-Lago and paid all this money to me at Mar-a-Lago. I just, but I, I just told him the secrets, just a random guy. It, it almost makes it worse that he's trying to make him out to be some random guy. But you know what? We, you know what we do here at the Midas Touch Network. We always come with the receipts, with the facts, with the documentation. And we are going to go through these clips and the facts with you today. And some of those same clips and facts that got Donald Trump into a whole lot of hot water last week with Judge Arthur Engoron in the New York civil fraud trial. Ben, I don't think Trump and Don Jr. and these Megan, I don't think they like Midas Touch very much. I'm just, I'm going to throw it out there. I don't think they're big fans of us right now. Well, they started attacking Midas Touch as soon as we broke the story, and they actually had the audacity to accuse us of a crime and a peculiar one. They basically claimed that Midas Touch was giving Judge Ngoron his orders, <laughs> as though me, Brett, and me, Brett, and Jordy, and <laughs> Philipkowski are like, "Hey, Ngoron, here's what here's what you need to do, Ngoron." I mean, it's so utterly absurd. And here's the thing: everything they say is a lie. And I mean, to your point, Brett, I, I would almost respect it more. If they just went all in on their fascism, like I would still call it out, obviously, and explain how dangerous it is. But the fact that they know how unpopular their beliefs are, that they constantly have to lie about it, tells you everything to know that they're not only fascists, but they are the most cowardly bunch of all who engage in that conduct. Because look, if you want to overthrow our democracy, if you believe in trying to topple our government, MAGA Republicans, then just go out there and say it and let the American people decide if that is the way they want our country to be. But instead, you have to go and you have to say, oh, well, Biden's a Marxist communist and these are Marxist communists. And you know why they do that also, though, because they know that their words will not be fact-checked by most media. Most media will say, well, if we look at the literal words that they said, they just said this, and here's their words. And it's like, okay, are are, are you an idiot though? (laughs) Like you realize (laughs) what what it is. You realize what it is that they are saying, why they are doing that, the import of their otherizing, how they're trying to paint Democrats out like cockroaches, and what the ramifications of that conduct is. Like You are aware of that. You are aware that this is not some hypothetical, uh, theoretical thing that we're engaged in. This is our very freedom that is at stake right now. And these MAGA Republicans are telling us who they are. Listen to them carefully, but also look at the conduct 
that they are engaged in. And that's the thing. It's like Sidney Powell, you stated, was your lawyer. You have a post that said that. It says, I look forward to Mayor Giuliani spearheading the legal effort to defend our right to free and fair elections. Rudy Giuliani, Joseph De Genova, Victoria Sunsing, Sidney Powell, and Jenna Ellis, a truly great team, added to our other wonderful lawyers and representatives. So then when I have to have people magasplain she was never his lawyer. He claims that she was never his lawyer. It, it, By the way, it, I, we had MAGA people writing that to us also. And it just shows you, though, how he's able to get away with so much. It's that in addition to the media, when the media is not doing their jobs right, you know what happens just no matter what is the cult buys everything that Donald Trump and his MAGA influencers say hook, line, and sinker. If I were them and I were being lied to on a day-by-day basis at a certain point, I'd be like, could you just give me the facts? Could you just give me the truth? Why are you feeding me this BS? You're going to pretend that Sidney Powell wasn't your lawyer? I watched you. This is from the perspective yeah. of, a, of a Trumper, right? I watched, I supported Sidney Powell. You had me rooting for her back in the day. The and cracking? The crack, I was, I had a cracking you shirt. <laughs> I had the cracking posters. What are you talking about? Out. And now, now the Kraken was all just for naught. That's what you're talking. I'd be upset. I'd be upset a little bit, but they just don't care. And they double down on the lies. Like, ha, you actually thought Sidney Powell was his lawyer? Real? Yes. And so did you until yesterday when Donald Trump said that he wasn't. This uh, I, okay. I could I could go on this for hours, but this is the disconnect that we are dealing with with these Trump cultists. It's it's this post truth world. That we are living in, and it's why it's so important that we here at Midas Touch and that all media out there is fact checking, is showing the receipts, is making sure that the truth is clear. And that's why leadership is so important. You know, if you study the psychology of persuasion, right? Validators are so important right? You look to other leaders, you look to other people you trust, you look to news sources you trust as a validator. Is what I'm being sold accurate or not accurate, right? And that's where it is incumbent upon the media to do its job, but it is the total rudderless ship that is the Republican Party that's now the MAGA Republican Party, which we'll talk about a little later in the show, where if you want to become the Speaker of the House, you have to kiss Donald Trump's ring. If you are a leader, knowing that you're a validator and people look to you as well, people who are busy, people who are not thinking about politics all the time, I get people are busy. You know, we are living in difficult times. We are living in times that are filled with war and chaos. And we rely on leaders who are supposed to give us accurate information and data. And sometimes it's hard to speak to people and explain what the root causes are and sources are and to break things down. Sometimes it's complicated to do that versus what MAGA Republicans do that they just basically say, it's an invasion. It's an invasion on our board. Invasion. 
versus it's a little more complicated and complex than that. There are geopolitical ramifications of things that are taking place. There are asylum seekers. We have to respect people's dignity. We also, of course, do need strong borders. But there is a confluence of factors that we have to deal with, and we have to have adult solutions to difficult problems. And when you start going through and explaining that situation, right. if a individual who's just a snake oil salesman just goes, I alone can fix it. I can do it. They're Marxist communists. You know, and then and then someone who's confused is looking to another validator. So they look to Fox, or they look to someone like a Tom Emmer, you know, or they look to someone like a Kevin McCarthy, who shouldn't be leaders, but they look to people like this, right? And now a Tom Emmer, who was someone who previously called out Donald Trump, had to literally kiss Trump's ring, had to put on his wall in his office photos of Donald Trump and have the media walk Something in to show back. that there are photos on the wall. And then Donald Trump gloating at the groveling by Emmer and goes, well, if he wasn't a big fan of mine, he told me he's my biggest fan right now. And so I understand the complexity, but here's what we promise at the Midas Touch Network is we're going to give you the data. We're going to give you the evidence. I'm going to show you the video clips. We're going to show you the documents. We're going to show you the posts. And then I'm going to give you a little bit of my opinion. And I'm okay if ultimately after you see all of the things that I've said, if our opinions deviate from each other, that's fine. We can disagree and have very civil disagreements. But what I don't want to disagree over is fundamental facts. Was Sidney Powell at one point in time Donald Trump's lawyers? Well, according to Donald Trump, yes. According to Rudy Giuliani, yes. Did Donald Trump have a close relationship with Anthony Pratt, the Australian billionaire? He was not just a red-haired weirdo to Donald Trump. He was someone who possibly gave Donald Trump millions of dollars in terms of Mar-a-Lago memberships and other benefits. Were they close? There's video of them being close together where Donald Trump says, this is somebody who is the most powerful man in Australia. So we have the tapes and we'll go through the tapes and we'll show you these things because folks, what this election has always been shaping out to be and what will increasingly become more into focus, I think, for all Americans, and we need your help to be messengers and to share this, is that this is about two visions for America. Are we a democracy? Do we care about civil discourse? Do we care about compassionate discourse? Do we truly care about our constitution? Do we care about our freedoms? And what's being proposed by President Biden, Democrats, and a pro-democracy movement that, frankly, I welcome real conservative voices into this movement, not MAGA, real conservative. I, I, I'm willing to disagree and have arguments and come up with compromise. Independents, people not affiliated with political parties, Democrats, progressives, liberals, let's all join together. And fundamentally, we are a democracy and here is what the Constitution says. And it's not just some performative, we're going to dress up and wear a United States of American flag outfit that has Donald Trump with a six-pack abs. No, <laughs> we're going to actually do things. And then what you have shaping up is to not just be this dystopian fascist vision of the United States, but like a really kind of weird and incompetent one as well mixed together. So let's show you what happened in New Hampshire. This is 
our Exhibit A. I'll show you Exhibit B, C, D in this episode, but let's start off with Exhibit A and let's do this like we're presenting to a jury. So Exhibit A is the New Hampshire event. And I want to start off with the New Hampshire event by just showing you what happened when Donald Trump arrived while protesters chanted, lock him up, and watch how Trump's advance team hurriedly rushes the press inside. Play this clip. Press, let's go. Press, let's go. You can't hear him. Chan, lock him up. Press. Okay, start with there. And you now, know what happened? I just want to say, because I think this provides a little bit of color to that clip, that the Trump team specifically picked all the individuals who are going to be on that rope line right there as Donald Trump entered the building. So they were trying to craft this moment. And we, we've we've talked about this before as well when Donald Trump went to the football stadium a few weeks ago. They try to craft these moments that show supporters in MAGA hats cheering Donald Trump on. The problem is you could only do so much when you were outside in a public area. So their image that they were trying to put out to the world, that was instantly shattered by protesters who were in the area. And that's why they were so urgent as to getting the press out of the area. They were ruining their pre-choreographed kind of Hollywood moment that they want to create. Here is from inside the speech, Donald Trump calling Viktor Orban, the leader of Hungary. Trump calls him the powerful leader of Turkey. Play this clip. Had a lot of the horrible things. The world is exploding. If you take a look, I mean, the whole world is exploding. You know, I was very honored as a man, Victor Orban. Did ever, anyone ever hear of him? He's probably like one of the strongest leaders anywhere in the world. And he uh, he's the leader of, right? He's the leader of Turkey fronts on both Russia. By the way, Victor Orban is someone who the right wing obsesses about. Trump's met him before. Trump's also met the leader of Turkey before, Erdogan. So Trump knows both of them well, yet he's all in on the fact that Viktor Orban is the leader of Turkey. Now, folks, if you remember in the not so distant past, if the leader spelled potato wrong, that was it. Donald Trump does this in every one of his speeches, every one. He believes that President Obama is still the president. He says that President Biden started World War II. He talks about how, how, how he'd rather be electrosecuted than, that's how he says it, he'd rather be electrosecuted than eaten by sharks. I mean, this is weird and I thought Jeb Bush was president. Un- like it keeps happening like over and, and over. And, 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 and by no, the like- way, you want to talk about it keep happening over and over here. It's like the first time he realizes that the US, if you like say it, it's it also sounds like us. And he's like really captivated with that concept as he's giving a speech. This is someone who's the leader of the Republican Party saying, you know, the US, 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 did you realize, did you realize that? Here, pl- play this clip. This is on our business. Why are you doing that? He said, uh, Macron, nice guy. You know, look, he's for France. I'm for, I'm for us. I'm for us. You know how you spell us, right? You spell us, U.S. 
I just picked that up. Has anyone ever thought of that? I just picked that up a couple of days. I'm reading and it said us. And I said, you know, if you think about it, us equals U.S. Isn't it? Now, if we say something genius, they'll never say it. You know, we get 25, 30, 40, 50, 80,000, 100,000 people to speeches. They've never said Trump's a great speaker. Never said. I've never heard it. I said to my people, do you think they'll ever acknowledge I must be doing okay? Uh, Except I'm a very handsome person, so I guess a lot of you want to sit. They want to sit and look at me because I'm saying, like a beauty pageant. What? (laughs) What? 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 He said, I just picked that up, that the U.S. looks like us, and it must be okay. Because I am a very handsome man. Like, if you are watching that and you don't believe that is disqualifying, I have to assume that you just genuinely don't understand what the point of leadership and politics and and what this is supposed to be. I, I, I assume you think that that is an audition for a dystopian, more outrageous version of the movie Idiocracy. If you watch a clip like that, I don't care what political party you should be from. You should go, that person should not be anywhere near our nuclear codes. That person, I'm not trusting with the life, with the life of myself, my family members, loved ones, colleagues, neighbors, the country, that that man, and again, that shouldn't be, oh, well, I'm a Democrat, so I'm a liberal and a progressive. I'm a Republican, so as a conservative, I must support people who think that the word U.S. looks like us, and they just pick that up, and then because they're handsome, and they talk about they'd rather be electrocuted <laughs> than eaten by a shark, that's no. conservative. There's nothing conservative about it. It's just crazy. It's just insane. It just, you know, and and that's where I think that what's refreshing to have this pro-democracy community that keeps on growing is we can all watch that and say, yes, that's crazy. That doesn't belong in our country. And I don't care what political affiliation you are. That's nuts. And that's what we're going to keep on calling out here at the Midas Touch Network. We've got a lot more clips I want to show you. And again, I want to remind everybody about our Patreon, patreon.com slash Midas Touch. You see the results of our Patreon. You see Donald Trump attacking our independent journalism here, as is Don Jr. So you know it's effective. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch. We've got a great after show where we're going to show some of the older Midas Touch videos that we did back in 2020, where we pointed out that Donald Trump's conduct and his propaganda is akin to authoritarianism. I'll show you the videos we did back from 2020. Also, we're going to be doing our meetup where you can meet me, Brett, and Jordy on our Patreon exclusive Zoom chat. We're doing the announcement today, so you'll see the date and time. It's going to be in the next week or so. It's actually going to be early next week. You'll get the message about that. I'm so excited to meet you. We've got a lot more to talk about, though, a lot more topics we're going over. This is the Midas Touch Podcast. We will be right back. 
Did you know that poor sleep can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, and lower productivity? Sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health and performance in our days. Having a consistent nighttime routine is non-negotiable. I know in my own life, when I don't get enough sleep, not only am I irritable and grouchy, but my performance, be it in work or life in general, just greatly suffers. Introducing Beam Dream. You know we've been raving about Beam Dream's powder, their healthy hot cocoa for sleep. And today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam Dream Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Now available in delicious flavors like sea salt caramel, cinnamon cocoa, and chocolate peanut butter. Better sleep has never tasted better. Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, stir or froth, and enjoy before bedtime. I've personally tried Beam Dream, and it lived up to the hype. First off, it was delicious and just a lovely nighttime routine. And secondly, and most importantly, it helped me fall asleep and stay asleep. The next day, I woke up ready and eager to take on the day. Find out why Forbes and New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com Midas and use code Midas at checkout. That's shopbeam.com Midas and use code Midas for up to 40% off. A little while ago, we had the idea that we wanted to sell the best pro-democracy merchandise in the game. And candidly, we had no idea where to get started. That's why I'm so glad that I found Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Now, whether you're a garage entrepreneur or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. So whether you're selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person POS system or offering organic olive oil on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you're covered. And once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn them from browsers to buyers. Now we use Shopify in the Midas Touch merch store and it's completely revolutionized how we do our business. It allows us to easily manage our shop, view analytics, provide the best customer service and streamline our entire online shopping experience from A to Z. We wouldn't be able to bring you all of the products that you know and love without Shopify. And we can't speak highly enough about them. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is truly a global force, powering Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Midas, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Midas to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash Midas. 
Welcome back. We are live. And although we miss Jordy on our live show today, you get to see Jordy doing some great ad reads right there. Special shout out to all of our pro-democracy sponsors, especially for giving us some great discount codes. So you can check that out in the description below. Where we last left off, we were talking about Donald Trump's dystopian, weird, dangerous, incompetent speech in New Hampshire. Let's keep showing you this dystopian vision and what dangers are being foreshadowed in this speech. And as I said, this should not be a political party thing. This should be just an American thing. We should all look at what he is engaged in, what he is saying with absolute revulsion and discuss. Here, Donald Trump says that he will prevent immigration and immigrants who don't like our religion from entering America. Play this clip to the United States. I don't think a lot of good things are going to happen. And I will implement strong ideological screening of all immigrants. If you hate America, if you want to abolish Israel, if you don't like our religion, which a lot of them don't, if you sympathize with jihadists, then we don't want you in our country and you are not getting in. Right? We don't want you. Get out of here. You're fired. I mean, it's the stupidest freaking thing in the world to watch that. I mean, when, when you watch that, if you don't like our religion, you're fired. Get out of there. You're fired. I, I, what are you? It is a bizarre fascist cosplay. It is the worst reality show that exists because the reality is it ain't funny at all. And the only reality that arises out of that, if that man is ever permitted to be near the proximity of power again, is he's going to take away your freedoms and his ilk are going to take away your freedoms and they are going to do some horrible and horrific things. And again, it's also tinged with, yeah, fine. What are you talking about? There's real serious issues going on right now. We need adult conversations. And we need to have intelligent conversation. Yes, I had. Okay, what in the world has the Republican Party become that that's, they're like, yes, that is what we want. That we're looking for somebody who says, if you don't like our religion, yeah, you're fine. Or, or, or somebody who attacks judges. Here's Donald Trump attacking Judge Ngoron and calling him a radical left Trump hating judge. Play this clip. Radical left judge. He's a Trump hating judge, hates Trump. He refuses to accept the appeal court's decision. So the case should be dropped immediately. It's amazing. So. We have a judge that's out of control, and he's totally uh, afraid of Peekaboo James. He's totally afraid of her. He's intimidated by her. And she convinced him that Mar-a-Lago, which is probably the most valuable home anywhere in the United States, probably by far. No, it's not probably by far even close to the most valuable home in the United States. Lie. And by the way, I don't know if you heard it, but there was someone when he mentioned Judge Ngoron, did you hear who said, kick his ass? And yeah. someone said, in the because that is what these rallies are. These are hate 
rallies, when he calls New York Attorney General Letitia James that, he uses other words as ways to not say a racist word, but to- It is a racist word though. Like it is a racist word. Like it is a racist word. And every single day on a social media network and during his rallies, Donald Trump is spewing Rachel epithets and nobody comments like it's like a weird thing or an offensive thing. Could you imagine if President Biden or Barack Obama or any other Democrat every single day used racist terms to describe their political opponents? Can you imagine what the uproar would be? And Donald Trump does it not once, which would be horrific enough. He does it every single day by design to disparage a prosecutor who is trying to follow the law and hold him accountable. And Ben, I didn't hear the Judge Angoran, uh, the person in the crowd, until this time with my headphones in. But it really shows you, too, the nature of his threats. And it reminds me of all of these filings, too, that Donald Trump's attorneys make in his various cases where they basically go, why Donald Trump should have a right to threaten his uh, the judges. Donald Trump should have a right to threaten witnesses. What if if his supporters take it a certain way? That's not Donald Trump's fault. He knows damn well because he is in the room with these people as they react in real time to his threats against the judges, against the prosecutors, and against the witnesses. What was the group called that that sent us an email right before we went live? Politi Politifact. They sent us an email. <laughs> you know, we'll see what they end up doing. But this group Politifact sent us an email saying that they want to try to fact like like a hit piece on us over Ron Filipkowski's twenty seven things that Trump will do if he's elected. And one of the things that Filipkowski said is that he will have DOJ subpoena local DAs and their staff and remove them from office if he determines that they are failing to do their job to his satisfaction. And then this PolitiFact reporter goes, I found a video of him talking about sending subpoenas to DAs in April 2023, but I don't find anything in May. Also, I don't hear Trump bluntly stating he will remove them from office. If you have a statement from May or something that shows he would fire the DAs, please forward by Tuesday at noon. Thanks, Amy. That's they tell you they're going to write a hit piece on you. And I, I, I went back and I looked at it and Donald Trump calls the DAs Marxist barbarians and says that he is going to have the DOJ basically go after them and calls them Marxist barbarians. He, he calls them criminals too. He says they're engaged in criminal behavior and that he's going to issue subpoenas against them and that he's going to have his Department of Justice deal with the issue with the DA. And, and so this individual goes a through. Fact checker. They're a fact checker. They go, he doesn't bluntly, he calls them criminal Marxist barbarians and says he's <laughs> going to sick the DOJ on them and 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 you're going to fact check us and Ron Filipkowski that is how you're spending your time not saying red alert red alert he's calling DAs marxist barbarians because they are appropriately investigating him for crimes yeah let's go after Midas touch it is a but look, we are. I, I responded, Ben. I said, I said, you know what? I said, I listen. I'm very busy. I don't have time to be part of your PolityFact research team. But here's another article saying the same exact thing.
thing. Here's the video clip. The video clip is on our website. If you actually read the article, here's the link to our website. And maybe now you could do your job and you're going to go through this 27 lists of things, which are horrifying things, by the way, that Donald Trump has promised he will do if reelected. And I recommend everybody check out this article too. 27 insane things Trump said he will do in a second term. That's available to read right now on MidasTouch.com. And to go through the 27 things and try to nitpick one of the 27 to try to gatekeep, I guess, that you're the real fact checkers and that no one else is allowed. Like, what Like what are we doing he here? Okay? Marxist barbarian criminals. And you don't want to highlight that. And by the way, one of the problematic things, right, is then PolitiFact is cited by the MAGAs where we do a story where we expose Donald Trump, right? Trump attacks us. And then the MAGAs use PolitiFact or one of these other like you know, stupid fact checks. And they're like, see, even PolitiFact says it's not accurate. It empowers the clear and present threat. Someone says PolitiFact is a reputable source. Yes, maybe. However, look what they're doing in this case, okay? Look how they're parsing words. Because exactly. you may say that it's a reputable source, and that's what they want you to say. And I'm sure they do a lot of great work, right? I'm sure they do. I'm, I'm not going to denigrate the work they do overall. But if they're coming at this statement, this list of 27 things that Donald Trump is going to do in his second term, and they're going to try to parse language like this, then you have to wonder what their real motivation is and what they're actually threatened by, because they should be fact-checking Donald Trump calling out these DAs as being Marxist radical criminals. They should be calling Barbarians. out- Donald Trump calling these DAs barbarians, saying he's going to sick the Justice Department on them, saying that he is going to completely obliterate the district attorneys and all the prosecutors. Like he's saying these things. So if you're going through and you're trying to parse this language and then you give me like a noon deadline the day later and say, <laughs> if you don't write this, I'm going to say that you lied. Like, listen, I'm not going to do the research for you, but I did actually. I, I, I sent them links to multiple articles backing up the thing. But I'm like, listen, do you, could, could you, you're, you're the fact checker people, right? So could you just do your own article? Could you, I'm sure you have a team. I'm very busy here. I don't know why you're coming to me, but everything is literally linked in the article to the statements that he makes. I don't really know what else that you want here, but it seems like you have other motivations. I'm curious to see what they end up writing. I provided so much proof to that one statement and I wish they would read through the other 26 statements in addition to that because they are really horrifying things that people really need to be alerted about as to what Donald Trump is planning beyond the bluster, beyond the you fire, beyond all that BS, the actual policies of what he wants to implement. Let me just tell you, everybody, like if Donald Trump were to win, another election in this country, it is the end of America as we know it. Like we have to accept that fact and everybody out there needs to understand the stakes and we can't be being wishy-washy about it. We need to tell it how it is and how important that this election coming up is. Unequivocally, point blank, need to make it clear. Well, literally, Donald Trump stated that I did nothing wrong. So where, where are you getting here? This is Donald Trump on classified documents saying, he goes, I did nothing wrong. My boxes were secure is what he says, which is false. Like fact check that. Like, like devote your energy to the fact that he's stealing our nuclear secrets and then showing him to like buddies of his. Um, play here, play this clip of Donald Trump. 
I have I did nothing wrong at all. In fact, my boxes, it was secure. It was everything was good. It was secure. If I say secure like that, then you must not ignore the fact that I've had spies at Mar-a-Lago, like multiple spies, and then I just start talking about it. And there's actually audio recordings of me talking about uh, Iranian war plans with just random people who are ghostwriting a book from Mark Meadows. It's like, we have this stuff on audio. And they were super secure in his toilet. They were super secure <laughs> in his toilet. We saw the photos of the documents next to the toilet. In the shower. In the shower, on the uh, the the stage in the ballroom in Mar-a-Lago, super duper secure. Take a look at this here, Don. And, and this is a major issue right here. And this is one of the main reasons why you can't form coalitions in the interest of American people right now. Because here, this is the ethos of Republicans, right? Treat Democrats like cockroaches. Treat Democrats as being far more dangerous than our actual enemies. And again, is that hyperbole that I am using? No. This is what Donald Trump is saying. Here, Donald Trump says at his speech in New Hampshire today that Democrats are far more dangerous than China and Russia. Play this clip. They're horrible people and they're destroying our country. I talk about threats from within and threats from outside. The threats from within, in my opinion, are far more dangerous than the threats of China and Russia. And I want you to think about the atrocities that that justifies. And even going back to the PolitiFact thing, if he's saying that DAs, Democratic DAs, are Marxist barbarians and then saying Democrats are far more dangerous than Vladimir Putin, what do you think he's going to do? What do you think he's going to do? It's staring us in the face. Do, is, is, do I really need to spell it out? And here, Donald Trump talks about taking over Washington, D.C., seizing it, running it with kid gloves, he says, and stacking it with money, whatever that means. Play this clip. Must be taken over and properly run with kid gloves and beautiful and stack it with money and clean it. Okay, so he says, I don't even know what he's saying. So he's saying Democrats are more dangerous than Vladimir Putin. He's saying you need to seize Washington, D.C. and run it with kid gloves, whatever that means. And then here he fantasizes and role plays while giving a speech, physically assaulting President Biden and punching President Biden in the face and breaking his nose. Play the clip. If I ever did that, if I ever did that, problems. And then remember when Biden, I'd like to take him to the back of the barn. I dream of that. You know what I do with him? Oh, I do. I'd hit him right in that fake nose. That fake nose. They'd have plastic lying all over the floor. But I don't want to say that. Again, focus on what he is saying, the import of it. He's giving a speech where he's acting out, 
physically assaulting President Biden and what we're all just supposed to accept that that's just what the Republican Party has become. We're all supposed to just be like, well, that's just Trump being Trump. No, I, I refuse. You refuse who watch this to sit back and say that that is normal. I refuse to be complacent when that is taking place. And I am going to spend every day, every hour of every day from now until that election doing everything I can to spread the news about the reality of this threat. That is what we have to do. That is what we are called upon to do in this critical moment where that is taking place. Oh, by the way, he just reveals more confidential information, this time about Iran while he's giving a speech. And by the way, a top national security expert who spoke with MidasTouch.com, and yes, Ron Filipkowski, who got another great scoop, said that Trump is either revealing a classified air defense system, what you're about to watch, or that we had human intelligence placed high in the Iranian government who tipped us off in a time in time to move our soldiers away from the target area. Watch this. When I did something to Iran and they shot missiles, well, those are typically very accurate missiles. But did you notice every single one of them missed, right? I wonder why they missed. I wonder why. I wonder why they missed. They went at a certain base that we had. A lot of people in that base. But they all landed a little outside the base. I wonder why some someday you're going to think about that. Then you're going to think about, did we know they weren't going to hit the base, too? But uh, they didn't hit us. They needed some kind of reply, I guess, but they didn't hit us. Horrible horrible stuff right there. I want to show you this as well. Here, Donald Trump is telling his supporters, don't worry about voting. You don't need to worry about voting. Here, play this clip. Set to go, but then we had a little election that went astray. So we have to be careful. You got to get out there and you got to watch those voters. You don't have to vote. Don't worry about voting. The voting, we got plenty of votes. You got to watch election night. You know, it used to be election day, election night. Now it's election month. Now it's election period. Some of these things go on for 53 days. It's terrible. We want to bring it back. By the way, it was Republicans who were some of the biggest proponents of mail-in ballots when it supported them in order to reach out to senior voters who had previously voted. The mail-in concept was championed by them. And now they don't like it because they're fewer, because their cult leader all of a sudden, you know, doesn't trust it, doesn't believe it. But there, there's Donald Trump's message to his voters, which is don't worry about voting. That is what they are saying. The bold okay. strategy, Ben. Let's see how it works out for him. And here, and we're going to compare this to President Biden's diplomacy and President Biden's highest takes diplomacy. Here, Donald Trump claiming that he had a conversation when? It was a conversation recently. I don't know when this conversation took place, but he spoke with Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-un told Donald Trump that he thinks that President Biden is something so bad that Trump can't even share it with the audience. This is what Kim Jong-un said, everybody, because now if you're a Republican, Un's our friend. <laughs> think these people, it's wild. If you're a Republican, you went from tear down the wall, Mr. Gorbachev, 
to Kim Jong-un's your freaking buddy. Kim Jong-un, please say nice things about me. Please. Your team right now is Kim Jong-un and Vladimir Putin Republicans. That's your crew. And you could be like, well, you know, we don't uh, we don't support that. Well, when you kiss Donald Trump's ass and he says things like that and Trump's your leader, what 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 do you think you are? What team do you think you're on? It'd be like the you know, it'd be like the Lakers, you know, with LeBron James being like, you know, we're not, uh, you know, LeBron. We, yeah, Le- LeBron's on our team, but like we're not we're not really the Lakers. You know, I mean, it's like you are. You're the Lakers. LeBron's on your team. You play for L.A. You're the Lakers. You play for the Lakers. You therefore are. You're the Republican Party. Donald Trump's your captain. He supports Kim Jong-un and Vladimir Putin. That's your team. You have a choice. You don't have to be on that team. No one's – in fact, the American people would like you to be on the team of America's allies and democracy, but you're afraid. Anyway, play this clip of Trump saying that Kim Jong-un's word is really important here, everybody. Kim Jong-un. Happening, and it never would have happened with Putin or it wouldn't have happened – President Xi would have never done it. Kim Jong-un of North Korea has tremendous nuclear capability. Everybody felt safe when I was president. I got along with him. I got along with him. You would have had a nuclear war if Crooked Hillary was there. You would have had a nuclear war the likes of which you've never seen. And by the way, he's getting very anxious again. He thinks Biden is a total, I won't tell you the word he used, but a very bad word. Just casually chatting with Kim Jong-un right now (laughs) and then threatening people that if it wasn't for him, there would have been a nuclear war, which is not the case at all. I mean, it is horrific. And honestly, other than Midas Touch and a handful of other media out there and like – you know, I, I, I'm glad we're growing at the pace that we are and make sure you subscribe and we appreciate you supporting the network at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. I, I really – but like – you and I talk about this all the time, Brett, and, and, and with Jordy, and with, we're like, so wait a minute, like, are, do they are they seeing that too? Like, uh, they don't they don't want to comment on it. They, they don't have enough airtime. They're too busy talking about President Biden wearing basketball sneakers. Too too busy for that. You know, I think one of the weird things that one of the weird wrong lessons that too many journalists learned during the Trump years is that. If he says something just out loud in front of a crowd, can't be that bad. He said it out loud. So he could say the most damning things about himself, about his presidency, you name it. As long as he verbalizes it, no big deal. If they find a little something in an email, however, ooh, we got a scoop. We got a scoop, baby. We we got this line in this email, and we are going to do a think piece on all of these lines. And these they love a good email. They love a good text message chain, right? But Donald Trump just saying things out loud on a daily basis—it's like kryptonite to them. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, that's why I'm like, we see he posted that. Like that needs to be buried in some email that's subpoenaed before that becomes a story that you can cover. Really? Like he just wrote it. He just said it. That's a crime. That's fascism. He's threatening the destruction of our democracy. Not important for you. Not not front page, second page, third page. Bury it on page B18. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. 
I want to talk about MidasTouch.com busting Donald Trump's violation of Judge Arthur Ngoron's gag order. Remember Donald Trump attended two and a half days of trial the first week of New York Attorney General Letitia James' civil fraud case, and then Trump went back to a safe space at Mar-a-Lago after threatening the judge's law clerk and defaming her and saying that she was involved in some relationship with Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer. Donald Trump was called into the judge's chambers. A gag order was imposed. He was told to remove the offending post from his social media. He did remove it from his social media platform, but Ron Filipkowski from MidasTouch.com found that Donald Trump had not removed it from his campaign website. It was on for 17 days. And I think it was sent to the listserv as well of all of the most radical extremists who are the ones that we know time and time again are threatening people. And Donald Trump just left it up. And then Trump's lawyer, Christopher Keis, when our story became a major national story and Judge Ngoron learned about it and called out Donald Trump's lawyers for an explanation and why shouldn't Donald Trump be immediately in prison. Christopher Keis was like, oh, that's just a campaign. It, it was just a mistake. We removed it immediately. Please forgive and, us. It was a mistake, Judge, please. Yeah, and Give by the way, it was a violation. But notice that Donald Trump and Don Jr., where in court, they have their lawyer begging the judge, help us, judge. We're sorry. It was just the campaign's fault. That'll never happen again. Publicly, Donald Trump and Don Jr. to their followers, they don't want to, they don't want their followers to know that in court, their lawyer is begging for mercy on behalf of Donald Trump. If if you really a tough guy, Donald Trump, send your lawyer Christopher Kaysen. I'd have more respect for it, right? Send Christopher Kaysen and say, what are you going to do about it, Judge? What are you going to do about it? We think we have a right to do this. That's why we posted it. You are corrupt, Judge. In- say what you say in the posts in court, tough guy, if that's how you feel. But you're not a tough guy. You are scared out of your mind. So you don't do that. So you send that to your followers. You're a keyboard warrior. But in court, your lawyer begs for leniency. And then you attack Midas Touch, defame Midas Touch, defame Judge Ngoron and say, Midas Touch is giving Judge Ngoron his orders. How stupid can you – giving Judge Ngoron his orders – Give me a break. You were violating the gag order. But notice that's always their thing too. Attack the group that breaks the story, not the fact that you were in violation of the gag order, and then you've sent your lawyer to beg the judge for mercy because you are scared. Judge Ngoron said, look, I'm fining you $5,000. It's a violation of the gag order. Make no mistake, future violations, whether intentional or unintentional, will subject the violator to far more severe sanctions, which may include but are not limited to steeper financial penalties, holding Donald Trump in contempt of court and possibly imprisoning him pursuant to New York Judiciary Law Section 753. And one of the things that we will see, though, is Donald Trump's expected in court tomorrow. One of our contributors, Michael Cohen, is expected in court tomorrow. And I'll give you my prediction. I think Donald Trump is going to try to put on a scene 
at trial. I think he's going to try to rant and rave and make all of these noises to try to get kicked out of the courtroom. That's my prediction. And I think he's going to want to so he can go back and say, you see, I stood up to Michael Cohen. Look what I did. And then the judge told me to leave because they couldn't handle it. I don't think Donald Trump has balls, period. And I don't think, therefore, um, it logically follows. Therefore. (laughs) Therefore. Thus. 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 I don't think he's going to testify. I will. I think he is going to say witch hunt, whatever he's going to try to do, and I think Trump's going to try to avoid testifying. I think he's too scared. He's too pathetic. His deposition already is so utterly devastating. I just don't think that he has it in. Look at E. Jean Carroll. Remember how tough he said he was? And remember Alina Habba? She's like, I'm going to go in there. Alina Habba didn't do a single witness. After all of the bluster and bravado, Alina Habba was not competent enough to do anything, to even speak during the trial when it came to cross-examination, direct examination, opening statements, closing argument. Where were you, Alina Habba? I thought you're this great lawyer and you're so powerful. Also, Donald Trump made up an excuse right? About going to- Fled the country. Fled the country. He went to Scotland and Ireland and he was like, I'm doing a groundbreaking. Look at me. I'm doing a groundbreaking. Just like making up groundbreaking. So we will follow up and we wish our best to Michael. Here's the question I do want Trump to be asked though. Should he actually be forced to testify, right? Should he actually give his testimony? I want to know the answer to this. Mr. Trump, how much is the value of that space that Midas Touch occupies in your head? What, what, What is that worth? Because he just cannot stop thinking about Midas Touch. And I can't wait for Cohen to be out there. Uh, Probably more than the uh, (laughs) deficit that he added, uh, $7.8 trillion. I I think we always just need to mention that though, okay? Let's be clear. And this is where Democrats just need to say the truth. Donald Trump, unless you were a billionaire or a decamillionaire, Donald Trump and these Republicans raised your taxes. And they added almost $8 trillion to the deficit. Those are facts. They raised your taxes and they added $8 trillion to the deficit. And now they want to magasplain to you about fiscal conservatism when they raised your taxes and they added $8 trillion, trillion with a T, like Trump. Think about it. T like Trump. T like trillion, $8 trillion to the deficit. And Democrats need to talk about that because that's just the facts. That's just the truth. Every single day, $8 trillion, Trump trillion, Trump trillion, $8 trillion, over and over and over again. It's what you have to do. Also want to talk about Donald Trump now claiming he doesn't know this Australian billionaire who's at the center of special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into Donald Trump's theft of national defense information. We previously reported how this individual was bragging to like 45 individuals, 
four former Australian prime ministers, 11 Australian officials, like 19 members of the press and just a bunch of his other friends and employees, how Donald Trump was telling him about our nuclear submarine program after Donald Trump left the White House. And I remember Donald Trump's like denying it. I, I never did that. I, I never, I never did that at all. And now we are learning more about this relationship and how this Australian billionaire, Anthony Pratt, who didn't know Donald Trump, was basically like, bet, foreign nationals are not able to make campaign contributions or directly influence presidential elections or contribute money directly to a president. We have emolument clauses. We have rules and campaign finance violations where that's criminal. But the end run around it is, if you're a foreign government, give Jared Kushner $2 billion. Republicans won't give a crap. Just do it. Give him $2 billion. If it's Ivanka, give her 18 trademarks, right? Or when you're Anthony Pratt, buy a million dollars worth of tickets to Donald Trump's New Year's Eve party that Trump doesn't even show up to when the tickets actually cost. $50,000. Give Rudy Giuliani a million dollars to show up at your birthday party and then call in favors. And the favors, quid pro quo, are delivered. Donald Trump then shows up when Anthony Pratt purports to open up a factory in Ohio. And Donald Trump says, Anthony Pratt's the most powerful man in Australia. Also, Anthony Pratt's taxes went down. Anthony Pratt's corporate taxes went down. So your taxes got raised. Our deficit got increased by $8 trillion. Anthony Pratt made about 2 to $4 billion from Donald Trump's uh, corporate tax cuts to billionaires like him. That's who it benefited, foreign billionaires from Australia who – to come here in the United States. You so, know you know what I was just thinking of, Ben, too? Uh, like there was the original report that came out about the Australian billionaire, right? About Pratt. Mm -hmm. That came out. It was a bomb, absolute bombshell detailing the stories that Donald Trump told Anthony Pratt. Almost immediately, I, what was it? Was it hours later? Was the next day? I, I, I can't totally get it straight, but it was being reported by the major networks. And then there was a reporter at CBS News mm -hmm. who tried to discredit the story. This is a reporter who actually previously worked at Fox News, now works at CBS. And she did a tweet that was picked up by all the people on the right, was picked up by Newsmax, where she said, sources tell CBS News, there's no indication that Trump shared sensitive records with an Australian billionaire when that wasn't the story. The story wasn't that he handed out documents to this guy. The story is that he verbally would share sensitive details about U.S. nuclear secrets. And so see the CBS reporter who was recently came from Fox, her name is Catherine Herridge. She did this post in order to try to cover for Donald Trump. And I think that's one of the weirdest kind of moments throughout this whole saga as well discussing something that wasn't even at the core of the argument of the story that what actually occurred here. But we have the recordings that actually shine new light on the situation with the Australian billionaire. They did a great piece in 60 Minutes in Australia on Anthony Pratt, where they revealed some of these new recordings about Donald Trump, which has caused Donald Trump 
to get enraged and to say that he didn't really know the guy and to say that he's just some red haired weirdo. That's what sparked all of this. And we will play it for you right after this quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Don't you dare go anywhere. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend that you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at that perfect temperature all night long. Now, using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at that perfect temperature all night so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than the bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash Midas to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code MIDAS at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Midas and use the code Midas to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Midas to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this. It's fall, which means you should be picking apples, not wedgies. Get yourself new underwear that'll take care of your whole fruit basket. That's Tommy John. When you wear Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable, so you can do everything better. Tommy John underwear and loungewear have dozens of comfort innovations, like breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands that keep you comfortable no matter what the season throws at you. With over 20 million pairs sold, 20 million and thousands of five-star reviews, Guys across America love their Tommy Johns because there's no sticking or chafing. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. One Tommy John fanatic raves the most comfortable boxer briefs ever. There's no downside. Buy one pair, you'll never want to wear any other underwear again. Now, I love my Tommy Johns. They made me look and feel great. I am urging you, if you haven't tried Tommy Johns yet, go get yourself a pair immediately. Plus, you're always covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free, Guarantee. Get 20% off your first order right now at tommyjohn.com slash Midas. Save 20% at tommyjohn.com slash Midas. That's tommyjohn.com slash Midas. See site for details. Welcome back. We are live on the Midas Touch podcast now. Jordy may not be live with us tonight, but he is doing ads about underwear. So, so there you have it. So there you have it. It's almost it. like Jordy is kind of trapped in an alternative universe where he just reads his ads and he just can't get out. Um, by the way, I'm so grateful for all of our incredible pro-democracy sponsors. And if you want to support our incredible pro-democracy sponsors and get some really cool stuff as well, go check out the description to this podcast. It has all the links with all the discounts for you. It really, really helps. And we are so grateful for their support. 
Over the past 48 hours, I want to show you Donald Trump's post about this Australian billionaire, Anthony Pratt, and then what Donald Trump had to actually say about Pratt and some of the secret recordings of Pratt. And then I want to do the same with Sidney Powell. I want to show you what Donald Trump said about Sidney Powell. And then I want to show you what Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani and others were saying about Sidney Powell, his lawyer, who's now pled guilty in the Georgia criminal RICO case, where she is a RICO co-defendant of Donald Trump's. What was Donald Trump saying about her in real time? Because facts have to matter. Evidence has to matter. I don't need MAGA-splaining where these MAGA Republicans are just like, she was never his lawyer. This was just a red-haired weirdo. It's like, okay, wait, okay, what are you talking about? Okay, let, let's let's start with the red-haired weirdo one. This is what Donald Trump posted. Um, he goes, the failing New York Times story leaked by deranged Jack Smith, blah, 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 Biden political opponent, about a red-haired weirdo from Australia. So that's how Donald Trump refers to Anthony Pratt. Now, I, I don't really know about Anthony Pratt. For all I know, that's maybe an apt description of Anthony Pratt one way or the other. I, I, I don't know. But I do know that to Donald Trump, Anthony Pratt was not a red-haired weirdo. To Donald Trump, Anthony Pratt, who was worth about 20 to $25 billion in 2017, 2018, to Donald Trump was one of the most powerful men in all of Australia, one of the most powerful people in, in all of Australia. So Donald Trump now tries to act like Pratt, some like random red hair weirdo. Well, let's look what Donald Trump was saying while Trump was disgracing our White House, and he met with Anthony Pratt. Play this clip. Anthony is one of the most successful men in the world, uh, perhaps Australia's most successful man, as they say, right? The way... Pratt was able to play Donald Trump like a fiddle, was to give money to Mar-a-Lago, take out an ad in the Wall Street Journal praising Donald Trump, and that's all it took. That's all you got to do. If you're a foreign leader, you give Jared Kushner a few billion bucks, you give Ivanka some trademarks, and then you just call Donald Trump sir. And then he goes, President Xi called me sir. He said sir. That's that that's that's all you gotta do with when it comes to playing Donald Trump like a fiddle. And here, I'm and I'm not gonna play all of these audio recordings. We did a hot take on I'll just show this one where you have Anthony Pratt in the secret recording saying that Donald Trump told him that his call extorting President Zelensky of Ukraine is nothing compared to how tough Donald Trump normally is. Here, play this clip. Trump said, uh, you know, that Ukraine phone call, that was nothing compared to what I usually do. And he said, that Ukraine phone call, that's nothing compared to what we usually talk about. And here is what Anthony Pratt said, how Donald Trump would talk about Melania in front of a table full of men. Here, play this clip. Melania, who was sitting next to him at dinner, he said, I asked Melania to walk around the pool in a bikini so all the other guys could get a look at what they were missing. Then Melania said back to him, I'll do that when you walk around with me in your bikini. And here, uh, you have Pratt saying that Trump operates like the mafia. Play this clip. He knows exactly what to say and what not to say so that he avoids jail, but gets so close to it that it looks to everyone like he's breaking the law. Like he won't go up to someone and say, I want you to kill someone. He'll say, he'll send someone to tell someone to kill someone. All of these guys are like the mafia. Trump, Rupert, Rudy, you want to be a customer, not a competitor. Uh, this comparison to the mafia, though, I mean, it's, it's, it's an extraordinary line. Is there a ring of truth to it? 
Well, I think Trump often talks like a mafioso in the sense of, uh, you know, he doesn't commit extortion. He says, uh, nice little business you got here. Be a shame if anything happened to him. Yeah. And again, the fact that our legacy media doesn't even treat this like it is a moment, you know, yes, it has its day. New York Times wrote about it on Sunday. Australia did a 60 minutes piece about it, but that's, it's just Trump being Trump with the billionaires and, 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 and you know how it is. I mean, that's how they treat it. It is so pathetic, not here on the Midas Touch Network. I want to flag this as well because I think there's so much gets lost in the mix occasionally that I do want to bring up something that Jack Smith actually put in a recent filing a few weeks ago, which is highly relevant to the release of these recordings of Anthony Pratt. Jack Smith in this, I believe it was October 9th, the court filing in the classified documents case. He said that the special counsel's office is ready and has the proof of Donald Trump's motivation and his intent for stealing these classified documents. And I think we're beginning to see here with these recordings, Donald Trump's intent, the financial incentive for him to be giving away these secrets with Pratt paying, like you said, Ben, Pratt paid $50,000. Pratt, Pratt paid a million dollars for tickets to Donald Trump's New Year's gala that go for $50,000. Now, why would you do that other than if you wanted to try to buy influence or if you were doing some sort of money laundering operation. So that's why I just wanted to flag Jack Smith's words in his own court filing where he says, and by the way, he doesn't even have to prove intent for this case, but to show you how rock solid of a case that he has, that he is able, he is confident that he will be able to prove to the court Donald Trump's intent and motivation for stealing this classified information. You know, and to some extent that's brilliant. To some extent, it's kind of like, duh. It's staring us in the face, right? Donald Trump would add presidential premiums to the valuation of his properties to inflate the value by 3,000 to 5,000%. You don't think he's adding classified and highly sensitive document premiums in his own mind? He's telling us when he says the Saudis will be willing to buy the property for anything – I bet he thinks in his own mind that it will be far more valuable, maybe even equal the deficit that he added, $8 trillion, if it's got another word with the C, classified documents in it as well that just so happened to be in the shower. So in Donald Trump's mind, it should be obvious to us all. He's adding a top secret sensitive compartmented information, highly classified document premium. And when he's thinking in his own mind, how could I justify this property being two to five billion dollars and making it up in his mind? Some of our nuclear codes, what would be the value to the Saudi Arabian government to have the documents that are nuclear codes? Probably more than five billion. And you don't think that's how Donald Trump is thinking about this? That is exactly how he is thinking about it. It's exactly why he stole the documents. It's exactly why he didn't want to return the documents. Follow the money, 
stupid. <laughs> what was it? Keep it simple, stupid. Was 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 that Clinton? Follow the money, stupid. When it comes to Donald it's Trump, the economy, stupid. That was Carl. Yeah, yeah, but also keep it simple, stupid. FMS, follow the money, stupid. When it comes to Trump, that's always the explanation for it. Because he could have just returned the documents, but no, in his own mind. That's $2 billion. That's $5 billion. That's $10 billion. Okay. So you have that. Donald Trump calling Anthony Pratt a red-haired weirdo and previously calling him a the most powerful man in Australia. Now Donald Trump posts the following about Sidney Powell right after she pled guilty in the Fulton County District Attorney Georgia RICO case where Donald Trump is a co-defendant. Trump goes, Sidney Powell was one of millions and millions of people. Just, just that, guys, just millions of people who thought and in ever increasing numbers still think correctly that the 2020 presidential election was rigged and stolen and our country is being absolutely destroyed because of it. Despite the fake news reports to the contrary without even reaching out to ask the Trump campaign, Ms. Powell was not my attorney and never was. And he puts that in caps. Every single aspect of that paragraph, if you are a serious political party, should be utterly disqualifying. It should make you puke if you care about our democracy to allow someone to be the leader of your political party when they, again, spread more lies about the 2020 election and then just state that without even reaching out to me, she was never my lawyer. Okay, well, here's what you posted, Donald Trump, on November 14th, 2020. I look forward to Mayor Giuliani spearheading the legal effort to defend our right to free and fair elections. Rudy Giuliani, Joseph D. Genova, Victoria Sonsing, Sidney Powell, and Jenna Ellis, a truly great team added to our other wonderful lawyers and representatives. Okay, that's November 14th, 2020. That's Donald Trump's words. So if you're a MAGA Republican, you must just love being treated like a total freaking moron. You must just like it. You must just love when he calls you stupid. And you must go, oh yeah, stupid. I'm so stupid. I'm so dumb. You must love it because it's right there. And if you're like, no, that's not what it's... Okay, let's look at Four days later, five days later, on November 19th, 2020, Rudy Giuliani, do you believe Rudy Giuliani is Trump's lawyer or is he a duty-faced weirdo or whatever Donald Trump's going to say? <laughs> a duty-hair-dripping weirdo. Is that what he is or is he Donald Trump's lawyer? I'm sure soon Rudy will be you know, that duty-hair-dripping lawyer of mine. But for now, I think you all believe that Rudy Giuliani is Donald Trump's lawyer. So here is Rudy Giuliani on November 19th, 2020, introducing Sidney Powell as a senior attorney for both Donald Trump and the Trump campaign. Play the clip. Thank you very much for coming. Uh, this is um, representative of our legal team. We're representing uh, President Trump and we're representing the Trump campaign. Uh, when I finish, uh, Sidney Powell and then and then Jenna Ellis will follow me and we will present in brief the evidence that we've collected over the last, I guess it is two weeks. Also, uh, Joseph Jennifer, Victoria Tenzinger here with me. There are a lot more lawyers working on this, but we're the, I guess we're the, we're the senior lawyers <laughs> and Boris Epstein. What we are really dealing with here and uncovering more by the day 
is the massive influence of communist money through Venezuela, Cuba, and likely China in the interference with our elections here in the United States. The Dominion voting systems, the Smartmatic technology software, and the software that goes in other computerized voting systems here as well, not just Dominion, were created in Venezuela at the direction of Hugo Chavez to make sure he never lost an election after one constitutional referendum came out the way he did not want it to come out. Okay, so everything she said is utterly crazy, false, defamatory. Fox had to pay nearly a billion dollars in a defamation uh, settlement for platforming, things like that. But let, let, let me play along for a second and say, but Donald Trump started distancing himself. Make, make, I'm going to make the argument for you, MAGA. I'm, I'm helping you here. Say Donald Trump started distancing himself from Sidney Powell a few weeks after that. Ben? Come on, Ben, you're supposed to be Midas Touch. You're supposed to come with the facts. Okay, well, let me accept that argument. But then in December, Donald Trump wanted to make Sidney Powell a special counsel to seize voting machines, which is worse, <laughs> which is worse. So make that argument to me. Not only was it a conflict of interest, but assume then after her being the lawyer for a week. Trump's like, you know what? I have to distance myself. Even though Rudy Giuliani's saying the exact same things that she's saying, and all of my other surrogates are repeating exactly the same crazy shit she's saying, I'm uh, Donald Trump's distancing from her. Okay. Then in December, he wants to make her a special counsel and give her more power, more power than merely being a lawyer. He wants her to go out and start prosecuting political enemies and seizing voting machines. This is from the January 6th hearing. Trump asked Powell to be special counsel to oversee fake election fraud clips. And I wonder who, who's, who, 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 where's this info coming from? Ben, play the clip. As to promise the job of special counsel to now discredited former Trump campaign lawyer Sidney Powell at a late night meeting on December 18th. And then on, on Friday, he had asked me to be a special counsel to address the election uh, issues and to collect evidence. And he was extremely frustrated with the lack of, I would call it, law enforcement by any of the government agencies that are supposed to act to protect the rule of law in our republic. But Ben, that's just Sidney Powell saying that. And then that's Adam Kinzinger. And I guess even though Kinzinger is a Republican and he has served our nation admirably in our military, I guess we're MAGA Republicans. So we don't like vets anymore. We don't like Kinzinger. We think he's a rhino. And that's just Sidney Powell saying it, Ben. So um, I, I, you need to show me more. G give me more facts, Ben, because this is Midas Touch. You're supposed to show me facts. All right. Well, let's go back to the January 6th committee here. And, and let's just take a look at what Donald Trump's lawyers were saying, his other lawyers, or, or are, are they part of this cabal? Am, am I at Midas Touch retroactively ordering them to do things? Am I engaged in getting into the time-space continuum? Is, are we so influential at Midas Touch that we are actually going back in time with the time machine? 
and telling Donald Trump's other lawyers to come up with this whole thing? Here, play, play this clip. The strong rejection of the attorney general and the White House counsel of these claims did not stop the president from trying to press them in public. But that's not all he did. Indeed, as you'll see in this clip, the president asked Attorney General Bill Barr to have the Department of Justice seize voting machines in the states. My recollection is the president said something like, uh, well, we could get to the bottom. You know, some people say we could get to the bottom of this if, if the department sees the machines. It was a typical way of raising a point. And I said, absolutely not. There's no probable cause and we're not going to seize any machines. And that was that. Yeah. But this wasn't the end of the matter. On the evening of December 18th, 2020, Sidney Powell, General Michael Flynn and others entered the White House for an unplanned meeting with the president, the meeting that would last multiple hours and become hot-blooded and contentious. The executive order behind me on the screen was drafted on December the 16th, just two days after the Electoral College vote, by several of the president's outside advisors over a luncheon at the Trump International Hotel. As you can see here, this proposed order directs the Secretary of Defense to seize voting machines, quote, effective immediately. But it goes even further than that. Under the order, President Trump would appoint a special counsel with the power to seize machines and then charge people with crimes with all resources necessary to carry out her duties. The specific plan was to name Sidney Powell as special counsel, the Trump lawyer who had spent the post-election period making outlandish claims about Venezuelan and Chinese interference in the election, among others. Here's what White House counsel Pat Cipollone had to say about Sidney Powell's qualifications to take on such expansive authority. I don't think Sidney Powell would say that I thought it was a good idea to appoint her special counsel. I was vehemently opposed. I didn't think she should have been appointed to anything. Sidney Powell told the president that these steps were justified because of her evidence of foreign interference in the 2020 election. However, as we've seen, Trump's allies had no such evidence and, of course, no legal authority for the federal government to seize state voting machines. Here's Mr. Cipollone again denouncing Sidney Powell's terrible idea. So, Rudy Giuliani, what are you talking about, Ben? Donald Trump's Attorney General, Bill Barr. Ben, what, what are you talking about? The draft executive order. Oh, that doesn't say what it says. White House Counsel, Pat Cipollone. Oh, what are you talking about? He's an honor too. Sidney Powell. Oh, Donald Trump distance. Donald Trump said it. Oh, no, 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 no. It's like enough. Enough. At some point, you must just love being treated like you're stupid. You, you must – Go to bed and go, you know what? I, I don't want to think I like being called stupid and I, I don't want to have to open my eyes and look at all of that data and evidence. Just just, just say red-haired weirdo and do whatever you do on the speeches and, 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 and <laughs> whatever, talk, it is. Whatever, whatever it is that those whatever speeches that are. Is. And I'm going to show up and I'm just going to be like, yeah, like, yeah, I'll, 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 you know, it is so absurd. And, 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 and here's the thing though, Brett. When I say that after showing everybody all of that, 
it is exactly why the Republicans in the House of Representatives are the way they are. One plus one equals two, or if you're Donald Trump, it equals eight trillion, but otherwise it equals two. And again, eight trillion, the amount of deficit Donald Trump and the Republicans like Kevin McCarthy added. Um, and then they're like, this is so embarrassing for us that we don't have a speaker of the house. Where this is embarrassing. Where is this? This is this is or the others are like, well, this is how democracy is being made. We show people how the sausage is made. No, 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 it's this is what happens. Y'all are just a bunch of chaos agents at this point because you support Donald Trump and have zero principles. So it's all ego, no substance about what it is that you do. Here's Kevin McCarthy saying that this is embarrassing for the Republican Party. Play this clip. Just know this is not a time to play games. This is a this is embarrassing for the Republican Party. It's embarrassing for the nation. But rather than say, here is why, he tries to blame Democrats. And you heard the speech earlier with Donald Trump. What does Donald Trump say? Donald Trump says that Democrats are more dangerous to the United States of America than Vladimir Putin. That's Donald Trump's speech. And then you have Kevin McCarthy try to blame the Dems because he has no choice. At this point, if you say we want to work together, which by the way, I want to work with reasonable-minded, non-MAGA Republicans, if that exists, people who are actually conservative, to, to, to do things that help the country. I, I'm saying it out loud. I'm not worried that I'm going to be retaliated against. I'm not worried that I'm going to lose supporters. I'm, I'm not worried less people are going to watch Midas Touch. More people are going to watch Midas Touch because they go, Ben, me too. We want to we want to work together with Americans, not MAGA, but Americans, conservatives, liberals, progressives. We all want to work together to try to achieve things in the best interest of America. That's what American people want. But in a mag in MAGA, the incentive structure is just blame the Dems. Here's Kevin McCarthy blaming Democrats. Look, as we have said, the House of Representatives has been without a speaker for nearly three weeks now. What do you say to Americans who look at this chaos and believe it's a sign that Republicans cannot govern? Well, it's embarrassing. And you've got to understand why we are here. Eight Republicans led by Gates have created this chaos by joining every single Democrat in voting to shut down one branch of government. Look, I would do the exact same thing again. Could you imagine if we were having this discussion right now with the American government shut down, with our troops in the Middle East, wondering what, when they'll ever get paid again? Keeping the government open was the right decision to make, and I'd make it again each and every day. Now, the two men, Steve Scalise and um, <clears throat> Jim Jordan, they could have done the job as speaker. Unfortunately, the chaos has continued. The government was kept open because Democrats supported the bill to keep the government open. It's the only reason why the government is open. In fact, we've heard time and time again from Democratic leaders, like the Democratic leader Akeem Jeffries, can we work with any Republican who wants to focus on the business of American people and focus on what's important? We are open and ready to do it. You want to talk about immigration? Let's do it. Let's talk about comprehensive immigration reform. You want to talk about uh, your principles uh, to the extent they were actually real? then we're open to it. I mean, the problem is it isn't real because you go back to it, you want to talk about financial policy, 
the MAGA Republicans are the arsonists. You want to talk about immigration reform? The MAGA Republicans are a arson are the arsonists. They don't want to do it. Then they just want to blame the Democrats for it. And by the way, now that you have Jim Jordan out, who they tried to hoist upon us as Speaker of the House, now that he's not Speaker, now that they undermine Steve Scalise. He's the most popular Republican in the country. Remember like the gaslighting that they do every time they try to introduce somebody to? Elise Stefanik, every time somebody announces, she goes, he's got my support. He's, he's going to win this round. And now after the collapse of Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise's candidacy for Speaker of the House, now it's just become a total free-for-all. So now, as of this morning, nine Republicans threw their hats in the ring for the Speaker race. Um, we're coming up on like three weeks. It's basically three weeks without a Speaker of the House. So incredibly dangerous, so much incompetence from the Republicans. That nine went down to eight as of this evening with one of the candidates backing out. But there still leaves Bergman, Donalds, Emmer, who is currently the favorite, Hearn, Johnson, Palmer, Sessions, and Scott as the prospective nominees for Republicans for Speaker of the House. They had closed-door meetings today as of Monday. They left the closed-door meeting basically realizing that not a single one of these candidates, when we go to the floor, will be able to get the number of votes needed for that individual to become Speaker of the House. And CNN's Manuraja reported that this is making Republicans scared, Ben. You know why they're scared? <gasps> if this keeps up, <gasps> they might have to cut a deal with the Democrats. You're going to have to oh then my. focus on health care and education and oh protecting seniors and students and women's reproductive rights. Oh my God. Unbel- unbel- like This is their biggest fear on the planet, actual bipartisanship and a government that could actually get shit done. It shows you where their priorities are at. Basically, all of these candidates uh, voted to or, or, or expressed the need to overturn the results of the election. Yes, you could say Emmer didn't vote to overturn the results of the election in 2020, but he did sign on to that Texas amicus brief um, in order to try to throw out the votes in Pennsylvania. So to me, he's just as complicit as the rest of them. And Emmer Ben, as you mentioned, he's been a more not as favorable guy to MAGA over the years. So speaking about what we're talking about with this cognitive dissidence of these MAGA Republicans, Emmer started off the day and they're still, they're distributing now these dossiers on Emmer, all the MAGA Republicans with all this dirt on Emmer to try to take him down. You have Steve Bannon and his cohorts and all these MAGA Republicans online trying to take Emmer down. And I wonder what they're going to say now that Emmer called Donald Trump up, kissed his ass, put some photos of Donald Trump in his office. Yeah, this really happened. It's really- This really worked out for Kevin McCarthy. So I think Emmer's doing a great strategy here. Seeing how it worked out for for Kevin McCarthy, just copy what Kevin McCarthy did. That's a great roadmap, right, Brett, for MAGA Republicans? Yeah, and we're seeing, I'm showing two tweets from MAGA Republicans here, from one from Bridget Gabriel. Tom Emmer would be worse than Paul Ryan, this DC Drano guy who MAGA takes their cues from. Just say- Say no to Tom Emmer for a speaker. But this was before Donald Trump said, you know what? He praised me. So maybe he's not that bad because he called me and he said that he loves me. So I'm just going to stay out of it. I wonder, watch, watch those same people start to go, well, Trump said he's okay. So uh, it's okay. Here, here. Should, we, should we play this Emmer clip? Yeah, Trump? but do you, you want me to 
Yes. You want me to tank? Yeah. You want, well, play this clip and then I'm going to tank Emmer's chance right now. So play this clip first. <laughs> Do you endorse uh, Tom Emmer for speaker? He hasn't historically been your biggest fan, but he is the most likely candidate right now. Well, I think he's my biggest fan now because he told me yesterday, and he told me I'm your biggest fan. So I don't know about that. Uh, well, we're looking at a lot of people, and you know, I'm sort of trying to stay out of that as much as possible. Uh, but they'll get it straightened out. But no, I've always gotten along with him, and uh, I get along with all of them. Really, a lot of good people. We have a lot of great people. All right, I'm about to tank Emma right now. Are you ready? ready. (laughs) I'm ready. All you MAGA Republicans, out of everyone who's potentially could become Speaker (laughs) of the House, Midas Touch is saying that we think Tom Emmer is probably your best choice of all of those people who are running right now. We like Hakeem Jeffries, of course, as our number one. But if it had to be a Republican from this list of eight, Midas Touch, we're throwing our support behind Tom. That's all we got. That's all it takes. You know, you say judges take orders from us. For all you know, Tom Emmer. Donald Trump, you're retweeting that judges take their orders from Midas Touch. You know, we, we didn't want to say it, Ben, but I guess we could tell the audience now the, the real reason why Jordy's not here. He's in Tom Emmer's office. Jordy may be Send hanging in out the with message. <laughs> oh, man, you, 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 can't, you can't do it better than that. But by the way, that's why, again, I just tell everybody, if you have the ability to support our independent journalism at patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Midas Touch, as I said. Sending Jordan are, to Tom Emmer's office isn't cheap, yeah. you guys. <laughs> not, not only are we living rent-free in their head, but we're, but the amount of rent is equal to the deficit that MAGA Republicans have brought upon the country. <laughs> $8 trillion. And Brett, finally, President Biden, a very busy weekend. I, look, I know that MAGA Republicans want to try to undermine him at every opportunity, And he makes it increasingly difficult when he unites international coalitions where he is bringing home hostages and he is involved every day in the highest stakes diplomacy right now. And I think just doing an admirable job representing our country. And, you know, I feel very proud to have America leading on the world stage again and not kissing up to Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un. I think about President Biden talking with democracies throughout the world and leading democracies, and I compare that to Donald Trump's you know, first year or so in office where he invited all of the top Russian officials into the Oval Office and they were just standing there and laughing and mocking our country. You know, you have Donald Trump. It's just so, Brett, to your point, it's like, you know, when the media goes, when he says it out loud, you, you don't think that's 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 equal to an email? Like if he wrote in an email, Russia, if you are listening, hack into my political opponent's uh, email accounts. If he put that in an email, would that be a big scoop? So the fact that he says, Russia, if you're listening, do that, and then invites the Russian officials into the Oval Office, like that connection, that connection for the Whoa, man. How'd you make that connection, Midas Touch? Open your eyes. Brett, tell us about President Biden. Maybe without mute, though, so people can hear. 
You know, unmuting would be an important <laughs> thing for folks to hear me, but President Biden was engaged in a lot of diplomacy this weekend. Of course, tensions are high around the world, and Biden was speaking with our allies around the world. And one day on Sunday, Biden spoke to Israel's Netanyahu. He spoke to Pope Francis. Francis. He spoke to Trudeau in Canada. He spoke to Macron in France. He spoke to Germany's Schultz, Maloney in Italy, Sunak in Britain, making all the phone calls, trying to get all of our allies allies on the same page, trying to figure out the best way that we could support Israel, the best way that we could ensure that humanitarian aid is going to the folks that need it in Palestine. I think he's handling an incredibly difficult situation in a very nuanced, very competent way, actually showing how to lead. And it is a very complex situation, as everybody knows. And following these phone calls um, that he was making throughout the week, last week on Saturday, President Biden confirmed that humanitarian aid for Palestinian civilians had finally reached Gaza. He had cut a deal with Egyptian President al-Sisi and Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu and the United Nations to make that happen. Last week, he secured the release of two American hostages um, in Gaza and And two other Israeli hostages were released today. We're hoping to see more and more hostages released. Like we said, this is a very high pressure situation, a very tense situation. I know a lot of people have a lot of feelings about this, but I think it's important that we lead in a nuanced way. We lead diplomatically and that we have a steady hand on the wheel for a situation like this. And I think President Biden here is doing a great job. Something that kind of went under the radar, Ben, but I wanted to make sure that we mention in this episode of the Midas Touch podcast, Turkey has officially signed on the agreement to allow Sweden into NATO. So you see as President Biden threatened NATO, as more and more reports come out about Trump wanting to withdraw from NATO. Trump threatens, threatens NATO. As Trump threatening, yeah, Trump threatening NATO, Trump threatening to remove the U.S. from NATO and dissolve our alliances. You have President Biden working with world leaders to actually expand NATO at a time when Vladimir Putin thought that he could weaken this alliance. Vladimir Putin thought this was his opportunity to destroy NATO. And he thought during the Trump administration that he had an opportunity right there to kill it. And he thought also that if he got Trump in office one more time, that he would be able to finally put an end to NATO. But instead, Vladimir Putin attacks Ukraine. And what happens? NATO is stronger than ever. NATO is growing and is bigger than ever. Sweden will ultimately, when this is official, they will join Finland as the newest additions to the NATO alliance. And I think it is such a show of strength to have a diplomatic leader actually putting together the building blocks to make these alliances, which ensure global stability, which ensure the safety of our country and the, and all of our allies, making them stronger, not weaker, leading by example and bringing together an international coalition in ways, frankly, that we haven't seen in a very, very, very long time. So those are our international updates. Those are our diplomatic updates. And Ben, I think we covered a whole lot. On yeah, this. I think so. I am looking 
forward to Michael Cohen's testimony on Tuesday. And you know, we'll be bringing you all the updates on that. Like I said, make sure you're subscribed to the audio podcast of the Midas Touch podcast. And for that matter, make sure you're subscribed to all of the podcasts on the Midas Touch network. Links, as always, are in the description of this podcast. So Ben, parting words. Parting words, the best day to get involved in registering to vote and making sure others who are voting for our democracy was yesterday. The next best day is today. The number one way you can help us out here at the Midas Touch Network is not only subscribing to our YouTube channel, not only subscribing to our audio podcast, but just telling one family member, friend, colleague, coworker, neighbor, just let everybody know about this unapologetically pro-democracy community. That's the best way that you can help out. Just spread the word and let's keep on growing and growing this community together. It is an honor for us to be a part of this community that you all created. There are so many communities out there that are focused on negativity and misogyny and just bad things. So to have an unapologetically pro-democracy community that values intelligence, that values our democracy and compassion and facts and evidence, I'm so grateful that you created this and it's something I cherish each and every day. And I wake up so excited and enthusiastic to make these videos, to do these shows and to be with each and every one of you every single day. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now's the time. If you have the opportunity as well to go to patreon.com slash Midas touch P A T R E O N dot com slash M E I D A S T-O-U-C-H. You see the impact that this independent journalism is having. We are not funded by any outside investors. And just think about it. You know the impact, but also just from a raw numbers perspective, more people now watch Midas Touch on digital than watch CNN or Fox, thanks to your support. And that's with zero outside investors. And you see brick by brick how we are building this. Our editorial team at MidasTouch.com, they're breaking story after story. Story, and that's thanks to you. It's the power of you. It's the power of community. So if you are a member of our Patreon already, share in the chat, share in the comments if you think it is worth it to those who are on the fence. And if you are on the fence, just take a look at the comments, take a look at what people think about the exclusive content. Brett and I are about to prepare our after show. We are going to do the after show right now. We are going to go through some of the old vault videos from 2020, vintage Midas Touch, if you will, and the videos that talk about our warning back then about Donald Trump's authoritarianism, his authoritarian tendencies, and comparing Donald Trump's propaganda to other authoritarian regimes. Once again, patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch, M-E-I-D-A-S-T-O-U-C-H. We'll see you at the after show. It usually takes about 30 minutes to load because we've got to actually record it right now. And uh, there is a whole vault and library of exclusive content there. So I'll see you at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Thank you all for watching. This was about an hour and 48 minutes of fact fact, fact, just the way I like it. Thank you so much, Midas Mighty. We love you. We are grateful for you. And we are grateful for all the hard work you do each and every day. We'll see you next time on the Midas Touch podcast. Shout out to the Midas Mighty and happy birthday to our dad, Kenny. The Midas Mighty Stand.
At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy, and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com. <laughs>